I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast. This week, we are talking about change. You know, those big, massive changes that provide extensive upheaval in your life? Yes, those are the exact changes that we're talking about. I'm in the midst of one of those changes right now in moving house, selling one house and buying another house. And so this process that I'm going through really has me thinking a lot about change and about the process of change. And I'm reminded of a most excellent tool that I learned when I was being trained as a life coach by Martha Beck. And she calls this the four square model of change and transformation. And I'm going to walk through that model with you in this episode. And I'm going to really demonstrate how that model works with three different examples. One of the examples is the change that I'm going through right now in the process of selling my house and buying another one. And then I'm going to share a couple of other examples that are work-related that people have brought to me recently in uh, their own transformation and their own change process. One of those is the process of getting laid off and finding a new job. And then another is the process of getting promoted. So all three of these are massive changes, moving house, getting laid off, and getting promoted. And so we'll walk through this model of change in all three of these instances so you can really see how it works in a variety of contexts so that you can apply it yourself. Now, when Martha Beck talks about change and transformation, and if you're not familiar with Martha Beck's work, I will just add parenthetically here that she writes a coaching column in O Magazine. She's been uh, a longtime partner with Oprah and really kind of was one of the first people to bring coaching and specifically life coaching to the forefront a couple of decades ago. I did my coaching training with her a little over a decade ago, a little over 10 years ago. And again, this process of change and transformation is so useful and so applicable in so many areas of life. And, um, you know, Martha Beck talks about this process, this change process, and this transformation process through the metaphor of a butterfly, uh, or rather a caterpillar changing into a butterfly, and just that absolute metamorphosis process. And, you know, one of the things that she says, which is, I, I find so compelling, is she says, if at any point during that transformative process of the caterpillar transforming into a butterfly, if you were to cut the the chrysalis open and take a look inside, you would not find some creature that is half caterpillar, half butterfly. No, 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 no. There is a total meltdown happening. And down to the cellular level, you cut that open and you would find just a bunch of goo. And that is so true in terms of how it feels sometimes to be going through a transformative process and a major change in your life, whether it's in your personal life or in your work life. 
And so some of you might be relating to that right now, feeling like, oh my gosh, yeah, if you cut me open right now, you would just find absolute goo. You would not find somebody who is half a manager because they just recently got promoted and half the direct report that they used to be. No, no, no. It would be on a cellular level, very much goo. So uh, keep that in mind as we go along through the process here. And again, Martha Beck calls this a four square model of change or, and, and you know, you've often probably heard the phrase, oh, we're back to square one. Well, that's where this model starts at square one. And there are four squares and you can kind of think of them as going around in a clockwise fashion. And we're going to start with the very first square. When we land in square one in our life, usually, well, not, not usually, but unilaterally, there is something that happened that landed us in square one. So this sort of cataclysmic event is sometimes thrust upon us. And sometimes that cataclysmic event is something that we brought upon ourselves, say, applying for the promotion. Uh, doing well in the uh, interview process and landing the job. So we brought that upon ourselves. Or in the case of moving house, choosing to leave a house that you've been living in for some time and actively pursue finding a different house and, you know, and selling the house that you've been in. And other times that cataclysmic cataclysmic event finds us. <laughs> uh, say, for example, in the case of getting laid off, most often people are not seeking out getting laid off, although there are the rare exceptions. But in, in most cases, getting laid off would be that cataclysmic event that happens from outside an external event. So again, the cataclysmic event that lands us in square one can be an internal event that we drive, that we of our own choosing, or it can be something that happens externally to, to us, if you will. All right, so I'm going to just quickly walk you through the four squares, the four steps first, and then I will apply them to each of the three scenarios that I was mentioning. Okay, so this cataclysmic event happens that lands you in square one. And square one is that death and rebirth. It is the death of the old part of your identity and a rebirth into whatever new thing is coming for you, whatever that new transformation is uh, is, is going to be. When we get to square two, uh, well, and, and, you know, we spend any number of time, uh, any amount of time in any of these squares. It's different for each one of us, and it's different for each cycle of change that we're going through. But so when you are in that death and rebirth phase, for some some of us, it's going to take a long time to move through that until we get to the next phase or the next square, which is square two, dreaming and scheming. Dreaming and scheming is where we become more optimistic. We start to see the silver lining. We start to see what's possible for us next. And once we move out of dreaming and scheming, now we are implementing a plan. So we're moving squarely into square three then, which is the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is where we're doing the real work of transformation, the real work of change, the heavy lifting, if you will. And again, that hero's journey landing in square three can take a long time in some cases, and in other cases, we might move through it more rapidly. And then we land in square four. When we are in square four, it's called the promised land. And this is where the change is complete. The transformation has occurred. But the interesting thing about change is that you know, we we stay in four, square four, that promised land, again, sometimes for a very short period of time and sometimes for a very long time. And then eventually things are going to change again. 
So those are the four squares. And now I'm going to walk through them again really quickly. And I'm going to tell you the mantra that goes with each of the four squares, because these mantras can really help help uh, get you through the squares, especially when you're not feeling it and you're not loving it. So in square one, death and rebirth, the mantra that Martha Beck has come up with is, I don't know what the hell is going on, and that's okay. Because again, remember that that cataclysmic event has tipped your world upside down, and you don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, and that's okay. So again, the mantra is, I don't know what the hell is going on, and that's okay. When you get into square two and you're starting to see a vision of the future, when you're in that dreaming and scheming phase, the mantra there is, there are no rules and that's okay. Again, there are no rules and that's okay. This is because you get to largely make it up on your own. I mean, certainly there are parameters and constraints, uh, but for the most part, there are no rules and that's okay. When you land in the hero's journey, remember I said this is the hard work of the transformation, the hard work of the change. The mantra there is, this is harder than I thought it was going to be, and that's okay. This is harder than I thought it was going to be, and that's okay. And then when we get to square four, the promised land, where the transformation is largely complete, and we find a certain sense of contentment, the mantra there is, everything is about to change again. And that's okay. Because again, we don't always stay in that promised land forever. In fact, we never stay in that promised land forever. Things will change again, sometimes after a long period of time and other times after only a short period of time. Now you may have noticed that each of the mantras end with, and that's okay. And the reason for that is we want to find some universal acceptance for every square that we're in, for every part of the change process. We want to be at peace with it. We want to accept it and acknowledge that this is absolutely what is supposed to be happening. This is absolutely part of the process and to be at some level of peace and comfort with it. So that's why they all end in, and that's okay. Now, let's walk through the four-square model relating to selling my house, getting laid off, and getting promoted. And we'll go through square one across each of those, and then square two across each of those, and so forth. All right. So remember, at a cellular level, you have been reduced to total goo during this death and rebirth process because some cataclysmic event, either of your own making or something that has been thrust upon you, has just occurred. So in the case of selling our house, uh, from a death and rebirth standpoint, you know, we had been in the house almost 15 years, my husband and I, and in those 15 years, just a couple of years into living in that house, we undertook a major expansion of the house, a major addition and remodeling project that I am telling you touched every single wall of every single room. There was really no corner left unturned, and we thought we were going to live in this house until we died. In fact, we joked with our children that they would be carrying us out feet first. We were going to stay in this house forever because of all the blood, sweat, and tears that we had put into it. So it really was, uh, in a, in a, 
many ways, the death of a dream, a dream that we thought we would be in this house forever. Now, part of what brought that upon us is, I mean, certainly this was of our own volition to decide to move. So this was a cataclysmic event that we chose. There were some outside factors having to do with redistricting in our school system and needing, feeling like the need to have more space because of COVID with everybody at home uh, sharing the same space and not being at work and at school like we were in the past. Um, and, you know, and a few other things as well. But but there were a few factors floating around that now outweighed the dream of living in that house for the rest of our lives. And so it very much was the death of that dream and the rebirth of a new dream. And that's what led to putting our house on the market. Again, after nearly 15 years in the house, making significant upgrades and changes to the house and having it be a place that we thought we were going to to live you know, long into, probably even long into retirement. All right. So that was the death and rebirth process there again, brought on by ourselves. Now, if we move into, you know, getting laid off, that is very much again, a death and rebirth process, the death of your professional identity with that company in that role. And that is huge, especially if you've been in that role or with that company for a long time, or if you You know, if you didn't see the writing on the wall, you didn't see it coming, which is most often the case when somebody gets laid off. And then they're in this process that has all of this loss associated with it and grief and oftentimes questioning, why me? Why was I selected to be laid off? Does this company not value me? Do they not value the work that I'm doing? And all of that loss and grief and questioning is occurring during this death and rebirth part. And I would say when you're experiencing a a layoff or getting fired from a job, which are two different things, by the way, but I'm sure you know that. In either case, though, there is this sense of your professional identity, almost like a limb being severed from you because you... um, are in this sudden shakeup in your career, again, that most of us, when that happens, don't see coming. And uh, and then, again, the, keeping in mind the mantra of, I don't know what the hell is going on, and that's okay. I don't know what the hell is going on with my career, and that's okay. Again, finding some peace and solace that this is all okay right now, and it's all going to be okay. And again, especially as you think about the next squares that are coming up, you do see that this is a process, and you can situate yourself in the particular square that you're in of the four squares and really understand that there is more to come and that you're not going to be there forever. You're not going to be in square one forever. And again, that's part of the instructive value of this model, knowing that the change part, the part of the change process that you're in right now is temporary and it will shift and morph as, as you go along. Now let's talk about the third example of getting promoted. When you find yourself in square one because of a promotion, again, there is the death of your professional identity in whatever role you had prior to that. So perhaps you're moving from an individual contributor to a manager or supervisor for the very first time. 
in which case you are experiencing the death of your professional identity as an individual contributor and the birth or the rebirth of your professional identity into one where you are now the manager of other people's work in a supervisory or management capacity. And again, that can be marked with excitement and energy and, you know, a very different tone or tenor, if you will, to that of being in square one because of getting laid off or fired. So again, recognizing that you're not going to be experiencing this excitement and energy the whole way through the process. It's about to change. Things are changing and, uh, and it will be much more, uh, it will have much more challenges that lie ahead. All right. And again, the, uh, in, in that role of stepping into a management or, uh, or a leadership position for the first time, one might absolutely feel the mantra of, I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know how my role is changing. I don't know how to do this. And that's okay. So again, remembering the mantra, I don't know what the hell is going on. And that's okay. That's by design. How would you know what the hell is going on? This is the very first time you're in that role. So that's okay. All right, now let's cycle through each of these three examples in square two, dreaming and scheming. So when we put our house on the market, my husband and I were, what part of what led to that, again, was the these various factors that were happening in our school district and, and, and because of COVID and a variety of things, which led us then to that death of the dream of staying in that house for, you know, decades to come to the dreaming and, you know, to the the birth of an idea of moving on from that house. And that led us into dreaming and scheming where we were dreaming and scheming about the, uh, you know, the new house that we might live in. And so we joked, we were on our phones all the time this past summer, looking at, at properties on various real estate apps. And our kids would always ask, what are you doing? Why are you on your phone so much? What are you looking at? And of course, they were on their various devices playing different electronic games. And so we said to them, my husband came up with this, I thought it was very cute. We're playing the real estate game. And we were just playing it as a game. We were very much in the dreaming and scheming phase. We hadn't put our house on the market exactly yet at that point, but we had experienced the death of the dream of staying in that house forever. And we were now dreaming and scheming about what life could look like in a different house, what it would be like for our family and so forth. And so that was dreaming and scheming for us as as it relates to selling our, our current house. So it was all about, you know, not, and not only dreaming and scheming about the house we might live in, but dreaming and scheming about the price we would put our house on the market for, how quickly or not quickly it might sell, and, you know, everything else that was related to the housing market at that time. Now, if we look to square two for the, um, the context or the situation of being recently laid off, Square two after that death and rebirth phase is when you start to see possibility, thinking about what's next, thinking about what might be next, putting all kinds of possibilities on the table, and some of them may be in your same field, and other times you may be looking at doing something in an adjacent field, or even starting over altogether with your career and going in a very, very different direction. 
So you know you're in square two where when you start to let go of some of that loss and grief, you've moved through that death process, come out the rebirth side, and you are looking at all the various things that might be next. And this time is marked by optimism, especially if there was not optimism in that square one phase, which in many cases there isn't, especially when that cataclysmic event is one that we would put um, as, let's say, more of a negative event. And, uh, and, and so then it becomes harder to be positive and excited. But when you get to dreaming and scheming, this is when that optimism starts to take over and you're excited about the possibilities of what might be next. And again, in square two, the mantra is there are no rules and that's okay. There are no rules and that's okay. So if you got laid off from a financial services role and you're thinking about what what might be next and maybe you decide you want to sell real estate or maybe you decide you want to start a craft business and sell your wares on Etsy and here in square two in dreaming and scheming, remember there are no rules and that's okay. And again, as my husband and I were looking for houses and playing the real estate game, you know, everything from hobby farms to uh, places way, way, way out in the country to places right down the street were really on the table because there were no rules and that's okay. Now, let's look at getting promoted. Again, square one was an exciting time, landing you in the death of yourself as a individual contributor and the rebirth of your professional identity as someone who now manages people. And in square two, you're dreaming and scheming about maybe how you'll be different than the former manager in that department, how you'll bring a certain flair and your own personality to the work that you're going to do as a manager. And as you move through that process of developing your professional identity, you are dreaming and scheming and thinking about who you're going to become. And again, that it, you're squarely in square two, dreaming and scheming. And again, remember the mantra here is there are no rules and that's all right. Now, again, there certainly are parameters from your company and various other types of HR procedures and so forth. So it's not like there's no rules all at all, but there are no rules in terms of an exact formula or an exact way that you will implement who you are becoming as a manager of people. So that's what we mean with there are no rules and that's okay. You get to make it up as you go along. You get to develop your professional identity in whichever way suits you, the people who report to you, and the role that you're in in that organization. Now let's move on to square three, the hero's journey. Now if we look at the process of selling my house, Again, 15 years in that house, the death of the dream of being in that house forever and the dreaming and scheming of where we might actually live now to get the house ready to be on the market. This is the hero's journey and this is absolutely, oh man, we felt this so acutely. Remember the mantra, this is harder than I thought it would be and that's okay. Rooms needed to be painted, 15 years of stuff needed to be cleared out of closets and gone through and either sent to storage to thin out our belongings so that our house would show better and be staged better, and clothes that didn't fit, that children had outgrown, that were out of style, 
the things that had accumulated in the garage and so forth. Man, it is not easy to put a house on the market when you've lived there for 15 years. So this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Resonated so much and tacking on me and that's okay. <laughs> Made it feel more like it was supposed to be that way. This is harder than I thought it was going to be, and that's okay. Something that we thought maybe would take two mu- two weeks or so took closer to two months, maybe even three when all was said and done. And it was hard work. Patching and repairing and painting and calling in people to help and getting contractors and on and on it went. So this is harder than I thought it was going to be, and that's okay. And that's how the hero's journey goes. Now, let's move on to the scenario of getting laid off. Again, square one was marked with loss and grief in that death and rebirth process of the professional identity. As you move into uh, the square two of dreaming and scheming, you started to see possibility for what was next for you. And again, there were no rules, so it could go in many, many different directions. But square three, this is harder than I thought it was going to be, and that's okay. So perhaps it takes longer than you thought it would be, than you thought it was going to, to land that new job. Perhaps uh, the interviewing process has changed since you were last actively on the job market. Perhaps, especially if you're going in a different direction with your career, a different industry, or really starting a new venture altogether, you're definitely going to feel that this is harder than you thought it was going to be. And that's okay. And remember, you have to be okay with it. When you can tack on that, and that's okay part, it makes it part of a larger process. And it may, and it brings a certain level of acceptance, even if you're begrudgingly accepting it, it brings a certain level of acceptance to it so that you can move through it with perhaps a bit more grace and aplomb than you otherwise would. Now, if we move on to getting promoted, again, the death and rebirth of your professional identity occurred as you stepped into now a manager of people role, and you're dreaming and scheming about how you're going to be different at it, and you're going to bring your own flair and personality to it. And then, when you land in square three, where you're in the hero's journey, again, this is where you have to remind yourself, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Or maybe you are reminded of it being harder than you thought it was going to be because that's just how it shows up. It's challenging. You have to learn a lot of new skills. You have to deal with people in a different way. You have to be find a new level of diplomacy, especially if you are now managing the people who used to report to you. This is definitely harder than oftentimes we think it's going to be. And then in that phase, the hero's journey, this is harder than I thought it was going to be, and that's okay. This is where your professional growth really, really happens. And again, that's true across any of these scenarios, but this is where the the hard work happens. You can think of, you know, if you were a fan of the Lord of the Rings, this is Frodo establishing his motley crew of helpers, and they are going to put the ring in the mountain. This is what's happening. This is a hard thing to do. This is a a mighty challenge to pursue and overcome. Now, when we get to square four, this is the promised land. So let's go through all three of these scenarios in the promised land. So in selling the house, this is when you finally have 
let's say, a signed purchase agreement. And we could even say that putting the house on the market uh, in, in involved and, and the hero's journey involved going through many, 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 oh my gosh, 25 or more showings of the house during COVID and when kids were distance learning, operating out of the house, and parents were working from home and trying to find ways for those things to continue to happen while prospective buyers wanted to see our house. Man, that was also part of our hero's journey. But then the, the promised land is that signed purchase agreement. That signed purchase agreement. So exciting to have a buyer. So exciting to have gone through the negotiation process and have that house as good as sold because of that signed purchase agreement. Now, remember, the mantra in square four is everything is about to change. And that's okay. Because now everything is about to change. Whether that closing's happening in 20 days or 90 days, everything is about to change. And that everything is going to include moving into a new house. And in fact, then going through or even looking for a new house and then moving into it, but going through this four square change process all over again. Because now the new cataclysmic event becomes we just signed a purchase agreement on a new house, and now we're going to go through the four-square change process as we move into that new house and inhabit that new house. So you see how everything's about to change, and that's okay. All right, let's go on then to the getting laid off. Having gone through the hero's journey of this is harder than I thought it was going to be, and that's okay, that probably means lots and lots of interviews, or if you're starting a new venture Uh, rolling up your sleeves and getting to work to become an entrepreneur or do this other thing that was harder than you thought it was going to be, and that's okay. And now you've arrived in the promised land. You've been offered a job. You've signed on the line. You start in two weeks. And again, you finally landed that new gig, but just like in the new house scenario or the selling of a house scenario, everything's about to change and that's okay. Because as you step into that role, into that brand new role, again, whatever it might be, the identity of you as a person who got laid off is dying and going to be reborn as that new professional identity that you're stepping into. Again, the four square process is going to start all over. Starting back in square one, that cataclysmic event landing you in the death of your identity as a laid off person and the rebirth of your professional identity into this new role. Also, if we move on then to look at the scenario of getting promoted, you finally settled in, you've gone through the hero's journey. It might have taken you a full year or maybe two to really master the skills of being a seasoned manager and really understanding what it means to manage people, how to coach them, how to do it well. And now something will change and it will all start over again. And that's something that might change might be you getting promoted again, or it might be you getting a new manager yourself, or it might be you needing to hire a bunch of staff because your team has grown, or there's just been natural turnover on your team. And that, again, invites the Foursquare model to start again. So everything is about to change, and that's okay. And again, you might stay in the promised land, in many cases, for years. As you Maybe you think about your marriage. Perhaps you're going to stay in the promised land for years in your marriage, but then something will happen at some point, whether it be 
literal death or divorce or something happens, or even just even phases of your marriage, something will happen where perhaps the marriage itself stays intact, but something happens like the birth of a child or a becoming an empty nester or any number of things. So you can see how you, you, your status may not change, but various events in your life may change such that you land back in square one uh, throughout a, the, a larger life cycle whether that be in a career, in a specific job with a specific company, in a specific relationship, or, or what have you. So again, the four-square model starts with a cataclysmic event. Then you find yourself squarely in square one, as we so often call it, that death and rebirth where the mantra is, I don't know what the hell is going on, and that's okay. Then eventually we find ourselves into square two, where we are dreaming and scheming, and a time marked with more optimism and exploration. And the mantra is, there are no rules and that's okay. From there, we start to do the hard work of the transformation of the change where we are in the hero's journey, where the mantra is, this is harder than I thought it was going to be and that's okay. Finally, we find ourselves having dropped the ring into the mountain. Frodo and his motley crew have completed their mission, and we are in the promised land. And again, we may stay in the promised land for a short period of time or a long period of time, but the mantra in the promised land is, everything is about to change, and that's okay. So there you have it, my friends. Martha Beck's Four Square Model of Change and Transformation. This has been so helpful to me and so helpful to so many of my coaching clients as they navigate change and that they understand that the part of the change that we're in right now is temporary. And there will be a time, especially if you're going through a difficult part of a change process right now, there will be a time when it gets better. The hero's journey is tough, my friends. Uh, the death and rebirth is tough, but the promised land, as well as the dreaming and scheming phases, all make it so worthwhile. I invite you to apply this four-square model of change to some place that you're experiencing right now. Again, whether that's in one of your personal relationships, or like me, where you live, or if it's in something related to your career. Try this model on, see how it works, and see how it sheds light on what's to come and provides you with perhaps a bit more um, excitement and optimism, especially if you're in some of those tougher places during the change process. As always, I would love it if you would leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please share this episode with a friend if there was something about this episode that you thought would be helpful and useful to a friend, a colleague, or uh, someone else that you might know. Take good care and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.